This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. Shane, I'm driving in the ATM, and your car has a chain wrapped around it. God damn it, Kitty, why is my car got a chain wrapped around the ATM? They took me hostage. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like Kenny to raw dog on any females on your timeline, get in touch with me. I mean, I'll say me. stuff like that bitch is dirtier than the goddamn dirt ring in a bathtub. Dude, I don't know how to superimpose any penises. Okay. Trust me, sure. there'd be a whole bunch of pictures of people with penises on their forehead if I did. <laughs> there would be no hold bar, no penis bar. Oh, my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. So growing up, I had this friend, Jamie. He was one of those friends that was just always there. And most of the memories I have from around my mid-teens to my late 20s, this was just one of my crew. We started our first band together, like having no idea what we were doing, but just like finding new music and making new music and him playing guitar and me playing drums. And it was like magic. He used to beg to go for rides with me everywhere I went, mostly because he was three years younger than me and he didn't have a car. So for a while, every place that I went, he went. When him and his longtime girlfriend broke up, he called me to come over to try and console him. This was a kid who didn't ask for help, but he would ask me for help. I thought this was going to be one of those people that I would still be buddies with deep into old age. After we got into our first band together, everything was new for us. Every time one of us would get a brand new tape or a CD of a new band we'd never heard of, if it was awesome, we'd rush over to the other person's house just to listen to it together. Every time he'd come up with a brand new riff, he'd show up at my house with an acoustic guitar just to show it off. Hey man, this is what we're going to play at next practice. Check this out. When he finally got a car, the kid was at my house every single day. We were thick as thieves. Well, as we got into our late 20s and our late teens, early 20s, or at least I did, our PG-rated hanging out, listening to music kind of gave way to a PG-13 R-rated experience of drinking and partying at my apartment. See, when I first got my own place, we finally had a place we could all go, hang out all hours of the night, play loud music, drink as much as we want, have a good time, and just be kids. We were invincible, and it was perfect. Now, the one thing about Jamie that I haven't mentioned to you guys is that he was an asshole. Like, not in a way that made you not want to hang out with him, but he could cut you down and make fun of you to the point of causing some people in our little group of friends to break down and cry. For example, my old roommate Paul, we've told you guys about before, had a lazy eye. And everybody kind of liked to mess with Paul about his lazy eye, but he pissed Jamie off one day where Jamie popped off with him and said, What the fuck are you looking at, man? Look at me when you're talking to me. Now, Paul gets a little bit embarrassed and starts to be like, man, fuck you, Jamie. Don't take that. I'm not going to take that from you. Don't talk to me that fucking way, man. Jamie looks at us, looks back at Paul, and goes in for the kill. He looks at him and says, I bet when this Cheeto teeth motherfucker cries, one tear rolls down his cheek and the other one rolls down his back. Every one of us died laughing, but we learned a valuable lesson that day, which was Jamie is an absolute savage if he zeroes in on you. 
Well, one night we'd all gotten together over at my place, D8, and as per our usual night, somebody had grabbed some vodka, somebody had grabbed some SoCo, and somebody brought some beer, and we're about three hours into the bottles and a whole bunch of beers. There's about 20 or 30 people at my apartment, and everybody's having a great time, and Jamie is hanging out, and he is shit-faced. Like, he has gone past buzzed and gotten right to shit-faced. Well, for whatever reason, he started in on me. I laughed at a joke somebody in the room had made about him, and suddenly he decided to turn all of his energy on me, like I was the one ring, and he was Schmeagel, and I was the precious dude. He had to get to me. Don't start in on me, Toby. I ain't got no fried chicken in my pocket for your fat ass over here. And as you can tell, I was a little bit overweight at the time, and he goes on and on. Like, he made fun of my weight. He made fun of my car. He made fun of my apartment. He made fun of my roommate. He made fun of the fact that my girlfriend had left a month before. He just went on and on and on and I sat there and just took it for a second partly because I was stunned and mostly because I was just as shit-faced as he was well after a couple minutes of constant insults being hurled at me he gets quiet and goes back to drinking and says something like ah it's just jokes man don't worry about it everything's fine and he goes on to find his next victim but for me I was stewing i had been relatively quiet the whole time he's sitting here, you know, like making fun of me and shit, but inside I was pissed. How could this ginger asshole come to my house, drink my booze, ride in my car for all those years, and talk to me this way in front of all my fucking friends? So I hatched a plan right there. I wasn't going to blow up at him. I wasn't going to lose it in front of everybody at the party. This little, little angry ginger wins if I do some shit like that. No, I was going to take a different route. So I grabbed the bottle of vodka really calmly and I poured myself a small glass of just straight vodka, about two fingers worth. Up until this point, all night long, I'd been mixing it with Sprite, but this time I wanted straight vodka to kind of make a point. So we're all hanging out for a couple more minutes and I'm taking a couple of nice little swigs off the vodka and I decided to take a big swig off of it and we are all laughing about a joke or something like that that Jamie had told or somebody had told in the room and I start laughing and I start getting a little bit louder and I'm laughing and Jamie's laughing and I get right in front of his face and I take the rest of the glass of vodka and I throw it into his face and all over his clothes. Everybody in the room stops. Everybody looks down at me and Jamie and everybody's just like, (gasps) because everybody knows Jamie's got that ginger anger and he is prone to snap. And I'm expecting Jamie to lose his mind. But like I said, I'm shit faced. So I don't give a shit about all that. No, 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 no. For me, I'm fine with that because I know I just got him back. And just like he made fun of me in front of everybody in my drunk mind, I got him back in front of everybody now. And we were even. So Jamie pushes me really hard with both of his hands across the room. Like I said, I got an empty glass, so it didn't really matter to me. But I get up really calmly, and I look at Jamie in the face, and he's looking at me, snarling, just pissed off. What the fuck did you do that shit for? And I say, calm down, man. It's just jokes. And he gets really, really pissed off, but somebody hands him a beer, and somebody hands me a beer, and we open a beer, and we go on drinking, and we hang out, and everything's fine, and we move on. But that night, I knew that I'd gotten the better of him. I lost my friend Jamie a couple years ago, and I miss him a shitload. But I prefer to think about the happier times, like when I poured an entire glass of vodka on him and I didn't get my ass kicked by the angry little ginger. And I also learned that sometimes you need to hold on to your anger, especially if you're playing the long game. Hey guys, welcome back to another week and now that I'm older. A show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online at anowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us like our badass Patreon, Michelle, we're going to give right back to you. 
You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIO Pod. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter and Family. It's a family of podcasters who come together to cross promote each other, spread the word about badass podcasts everywhere, and basically create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag, you're going to find our show as well as the Laugh Finder podcast, the Aiden Project, and the She Hates Wrestling podcast. And this week on episode 135, Release the Cracker, we're going to talk about all sorts of things, about maybe how Two-Face didn't really recognize that it was the Joker until the last minute in the Dark Knight. We're also going to talk about the fact that Kenny seems to have connections in the police department as well as the gangs, and we're also going to talk about a guy who got trapped inside of an ATM. So as usual, it's going to be a whole lot of stuff this week on Now That I'm Older, so check it out. We'll be right back. This is going to be such an exciting day. I hope you enjoy it. I think you will. Okay, Queen earlier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's talking about his poop. Um, Just let him know the schedule has to have a 10 minute break in it coming up. That's all I'm doing, folks. So I was looking around on Facebook the other day and I, I saw a um, <laughs> brain's got a poop. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a little clip that's, that pointed something out when it came to the Dark Knight, which, in my personal opinion, best um, comic book adaptation ever the best superhero movie of all times but they're talking about no other scene. no other superhero movie has an oscar no um and well they, they might have oscars for shit when nobody cares about like, there's probably one that has like special effects or like like when shitty movies like mad max win oscars like when that they one get won special like eight, effects and oscars you're, and there's only two people in the whole world who don't like that movie and that's you and your wife so that doesn't really count <laughs> i still stand that if you had gone to meet that movie with me or steven you would have left just as happy as we would have i think it was a shitty movie but anyway okay, we're not we're not going down this path of something we've talked about a million times. That everybody call it, tells you you're wrong about. Well, everybody in the world can be wrong. I'm the one sitting over here on my island being right. Now, only Tauruses can do that. <laughs> only a Taurus can be that oblivious to the rest of the world. I don't care about the ocean. I'm not leaving the spot. Glur, 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 glur. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking around and they point out this thing about when the Joker walks into Harvey Dent's room after his face has been burned in the horrible accident where he's like wearing the nurse outfit. Yeah. And the, the Joker's got the nurse outfit on, but he's got the mask on and he's got the hat on. And as soon as Harvey Dent rolls over when he's already become two faced and half his face is burned off, he sees the Joker in this outfit with the mask on, with the hat on, with the, the nurse's outfit. And like, he just looks like, Oh cool. She's here to draw some blood or something like that. Then the Joker takes the mask off. And as soon as he takes the mask off, then suddenly, magically, he recognizes the fact that that's the He's Joker. He's heavily medicated, man. He's just got half his face burned off. His peripheral vision's probably not No, good. he's not heavily medicated. In fact, they even point out the fact that he turned down any sort of pain medication whatsoever. And he's just sitting there fucking suffering because he well, then he's in a lot of pain. He's probably not paying attention to what the nurses look like. So why did his brain register? What did he think? Oh, I see. It's it's a it's a juggalo that came into my room who's wearing the makeup to work. He and probably he wasn't worried about the nurse at all. Like I said, he was probably like imagining like I don't know, not having had his face burned off. <laughs> I just, not being dead, you I just know. think it's hilarious that as soon as the ma- the uh, mask comes off, he's like, oh, shit, that's the Joker. <laughs> like nobody ever walked up to Bruce Lane and put a piece of paper over the top half of his face. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Suspend belief a little bit. It's a movie. It's just a stupid thing that you know I think you they should have like? thought. You sound like those Death Note fans. <laughs> I'm not mad that they tried to whitewash Harvey Dent. He was, sure. I mean, I mean, he was Billy D. Williams in the Tim Burton. Well, he wasn't originally black in the comic books. I mean – 
That was just Tim Burton being diverse, which there's nothing wrong with. Okay, let's be honest, though. The Tim Burton movies are definitely the exact way the story was told. Nothing was changed. No, there was a lot changed. The Joker <laughs> has always been the guy who killed Batman's parents. It's always They've actually kind of made it that way now. There's plenty of times they've adapted it. And there's there were t- there's times where, like, I haven't gone so deep into the lore that the first time I saw that movie, I was like, Sometimes oh, he's yeah. a failed comic. Sometimes he's like, I don't know. There's a lot of them. A I lot like of the fact stories. that they've never truly defined the Joker's origin Some story. Some theories is there's three different Jokers. I think Mark Hamill's really the only Joker. I think well, he's the probably... theory that there's three is you have the original one who's most clown like, and then you have one who's more like Keith Ledger slash. Uh, I think it's Heath slash Jack Nicholson, both kind of gangsterish, right? Or not gangster in the sense of like street gangster, but more like crime lord yeah. gangster. And then you have the Jared Leto take, which is legitimate in a lot of comic books, where he's almost like a street level gangster. He's a street level gangster who's just a little bit insane. Who just like happens like he's to have a white, that edge. He's like half the white boys in fucking Austell now. <laughs> Except their tattoos aren't as good as his. Um, but let's talk about that. Let's talk about the uh, the white gangster outbreak. The white gangster outbreak. What are you, yes, what are you the, talking the about? The white kids who think they're in the Crips or Bloods or any other gang, which would not allow them in any real. <laughs> Notice they're not in Atlanta itself. They're only in like the outskirts, like Mapleton. <laughs> this has been something that has been rampant since I was in high school where and Douglasville, very big in Douglasville. I happen to live in Douglasville for a little while. Life beater high. Yeah, exactly. Where it's part of the dress code that you, as long as your arms are exposed, you must expose the shoulder as well. Yeah. Um, this crowd has very, uh, a big affinity for neck and face tattoos, but not good ones. <laughs> I always love it when I see tattoos across people's neck like where you can see them and you can tell especially when it's like a skinny white boy and you're like on, Dude, you, you're- you can tell these tattoos were done at somebody's kitchen table <laughs> in a trailer <laughs> exactly <laughs> they were definitely done in a trailer they were done in a trailer there probably was a coat hanger involved at some point with- yeah. I saw a picture on the internet where it was two white trash guys and one guy had passed out after telling him he wanted a neck tattoo <laughs> he woke up with a tattoo of his neck on his chest <laughs> I was like, well, you said you wanted that tattoo. Now give him my $13. <laughs> if your my- tattoo costs more or less than a pizza <laughs> from Pizza Hut, it may not be a good tattoo. If your tattoo costs less than two combo meals, <laughs> you're, you're probably going to get an abscess. <laughs> I'll put it this way. My dad has a couple of tattoos that were done with uh, some forms of uh, ink pens and stuff like that from jail. <sighs> Um, my dad has huge murals on his back and every time we go to visit my dad in jail and he tries to, cause my dad tells the same stories every time we go, like it's legit. We, we run through a list of stories <laughs> and every time me and Steven are like, I bet I know the ending of this one. Sounds like church. Yeah. <laughs> so we go and my dad inevitably always wants to talk about his tattoos, how he's got like this one naked girl on his leg and he's got this scene of a bank robbery on his back and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And inevitably every time my dad or my brother always brings up, I'm, I'm going to help you get those fixed when we get out. I'm, I'm going I'm to help you like, like with a real artist that not, you know, he's like, nah, man, these ain't just jailhouse tattoos. <laughs> Steven's always like, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're totally jailhouse. Tattoos. I have stuff that's been featured in tattoo magazines on my body. You have something that was done with an ink pen that was warmed up over like a hot plate. Okay. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> with a fucking pencil sharpener motor. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I don't understand the whole, um, the, the, 
the white thug gangster type thing that broke out when I was in middle school and kind of just extended on into high school. Yo, I'm going to Crips. No, you're not. No. <laughs> I'm in a gang, bro. Go, you go down to Atlanta and tell some dudes you're in the Crips. I want to see what happens. <laughs> I'm in a gang, bro. Like, Are you with him? No, I'm just here to film the aftermath. Okay, cool, bro. You stay over here while we beat this white boy's ass. I'm down. Y'all beat the shit out of him. That's what I'm here for. What's really funny is when they didn't get accepted into the larger, more name brand gangs, such as LA Kings, Bloods, Crips, those sorts of things, they formed their own gangs, and one of them was known as the Austell Boys. Yes. Now, let me tell you what's not intimidating. A gang being named the Austell Boys. No. <laughs> that brings the idea to my mind of you're a just, barbershop quartet. And you're just poor. That's what it makes me think of. <laughs> like, like four guys are going to walk in with like long mustaches and go, we were sailing along. See, social media has opened up the doors for smart people. Like, you know, I've got some friends – when they need me to talk shit about people, they'll, they'll hit me up on Facebook, and they're bloodettes, black girls. They're dating guys in the bloods. But I got better jokes. So they call they call it releasing the cracker. <laughs> so, I know what this episode is going to be called. <laughs> so I'll, I'll like come out and I'll just I'll just raw dog on some other girl that's pissing them off. And I do this for tactical reasons. If I ever have some like you know. Some girls that like you need, you know, to talk shit or something. I got an army of black bloodheads that will beat their ass. And if their man gets involved, I'll get their men involved and they'll come shoot them. So now I lost my Eastern European gang. So now I've had to make some blood affiliation. <laughs> um, are you are you doing what you typically do and playing both sides where you have some Crips that you earn in your back pocket as well? Or? I, haven't, I haven't made the connect yet, but I mean, I wouldn't turn them down. The, the Crips and the Bloods are not at war currently. Um, if uh, anybody from the Crips marketing department would like to get Seriously, in touch with Kenny. The Crips and Bloods are a bit, a bit of a truce currently. I didn't understand the current gang. Uh, News. I, I don't. I don't get the news. Well, they have bigger problems with people like Trump and power. See, I don't get the. Um, I don't get the gang <laughs> weekly that comes to your to your email box. And you're stuff not. Like that. You're not in. Obviously, I'm not in. But my <laughs> question is, why have we not monetized this service for now that I'm older? To where Dude, that's it, when you start getting in trouble when you try to monetize shit. This is an emergency backup plan. That's all it is. It is not something that we're trying to bring forward. I mean, it is why I made the logo red, but. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like Kenny to raw dog on any females on your timeline, get in touch with me. I mean, I'll say me. stuff like that bitch is dirtier than the goddamn dirt ring in a bathtub. <laughs> That's the kind of shit I say on there. And they just, the black folk love my jokes because they're, they're raw. <laughs> and that'll cost you $10 per joke. If you'd like Kenny to do that, like I said, NTIO like at Gmail. Look like a goddamn smoke pig in a potato sack. And that's the last one you're getting for free. Yeah. Okay. That's it. I got more. $10 a joke. That was $20 worth of marketing that we could do for you right now. If you need anybody, quote unquote, raw dog. Got toenails you can eat rice with. (laughs) (laughs) That's nasty. God damn, dude. See? (laughs) You know me and I still got you to be like, God damn. I thought of somebody putting chopsticks in their toes. (laughs) Nails. It's toenails. Bitches got scoops on their motherfuckers. Look like a Frito scoop. (laughs) <laughs> Free scoops. Good for dipping. <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm brag for a minute. You know you're good when black people think you're good at talking shit. Because black people have mastered talking shit. I um they settle serious conflicts <laughs> with, with roast with roast battles. 
I uh, I saw something on, uh, I want to say it was like Facebook or something like that, where it was one of those posts. It was like a national post somebody had done. It was like, I don't understand why God would have any problem with gay people whatsoever. My response to that was, um, he doesn't have good fashion sense. He's never had a catty discussion about co-workers with his uh, gay friend. You are not having help in this game. <laughs> you got some white-ass jokes, motherfucker. You got cracker jokes written all over you for it. Cracker jokes. <laughs> I told this dude today on Facebook, he tried to tell me my profile picture looked sad. I was like, motherfucker, I just looked through all your pictures and you look like you listened to a Sarah McLaughlin commercial by animals and every goddamn one. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's depressing me. I can't talk to you. <laughs> he never responded. <laughs> there are some people on my friend's page. I will or- remember you. Puppy dying. <laughs> you know what's really the, good to do? Look if at you have a little animals. bit of editing software. Play that song with Shark Week commercials. <laughs> I've seen that before. I've seen those commercials and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, there is the thought process. Um, some of my friends, and I'm not going to call anybody out specifically, but there are times that I look at them and I'm like, I know that I would hate the music you listen to <laughs> just from the way you present yourself on Facebook. You get really jacked up when Nickelback talks about a new tour. I know that you do. I know good and well that the, that LMFAO, that band that was out a few years ago, you own that good, album. They have some good songs. I don't have the album. Like I said, some people on my page, I can look at their pictures and Shut tell. Shut up, my <laughs> I'm sexy and I know it. All right, I'm going to go ahead and go on record with this right now and say I'm willing to bet Kenny is like a closet Nickelback fan. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we're going to talk about a guy who got stuck inside of an ATM and a whole lot more. So check it out. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Rising from the depths of a state called Michigan, two inebriated dorks prepare their plan for intergalactic domination. Mixing their extensive knowledge of geek culture with their insatiable thirst for alcohol, these two man-children bring you a show like you've never heard before. They will tell you tales from faraway lands and have you questioning their taste in beer. But make no mistake, friend, for the best coverage of your favorite comics, films, and TV shows, there's no better source you to get your fix. So listen up, strap in, and prepare yourself as Jake and Tom conquer the world. I love the smell of commerce in the morning. Now That I'm Older has kicked off our very own Patreon over at patreon.com slash now that I'm older. And I was able to get a couple of thoughts from Kenny about our brand new Patreon. The fuck is a Patreon? As you can tell, he's very excited and so am I. Now, if you don't know what Patreon is, go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. It's going to allow you to pick from different goals that we've set up, things that we want to do to accomplish a better podcast for you guys, to bring you guys a better podcast every single week and to get you guys a better now that I'm older. We've got some things that we're going to need to do and we're going to need your help with them. But if you give us help, we're going to give you something right back. Things like shout outs from Kenny, stickers, t-shirts, exclusive content, all sorts of stuff. So go to patreon.com slash now 
now that I'm older. And I'm, we're going to close out now with a few more words from Kenny about what he thinks about Patreon. I thought you were talking about a role-playing character. You thought Patreon was a role-playing character. It sounds like one of the bad guys they would throw at us. There's your commercial. Thanks. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. I gotta say, after a long night fighting crime, there's only one thing to do. Listen to Geek Yogurt. It's got all the factual information you need about serious heroes like me, your friendly neighborhood spider knight. Listen to us. We're on iTunes. We're on some other sites. We're on Facebook forward slash backslash. It doesn't matter. Justice slash geek yogurt. We're also on Twitter. Yogurt podcast. Do it. Alfred will be pleased. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. So just a second ago, Kenny accuses me of whacking off. Instead then, of doing his job. And then he stops and says, don't be whacking off my house. I said, I'm going to pull my dick out and start whacking off right here. And then Kenny's first response isn't, I'm going to attack you and beat the shit out of you for no, pulling I'm your gonna, dick out of my house. I'm going to TMZ your ass. Kenny's first I'm response is, you. I'm going to film you doing it. <laughs> and then hold that over your head. His first response is, I'm going to film Because I'm clever, not violent. <laughs> okay. This, this goes back to like... I could, get, I could get free lunch like two or three times a week. <laughs> the video. This goes Shane, back to... Shane, I need you to order me a pizza. I'm not ordering you a pizza, really. <laughs> YouTube, here I come. What kind of pizza do you want? <laughs> first off, I would just claim slander and libel. Okay? Whichever one's written, I don't remember. But... That being put on YouTube. Slander and libel have to be false. <laughs> you, you really did it. You really me. just superimposed my penis on somebody else's head. Yeah, I have that kind of skill. But I'm uh, obviously, you do. Okay, you make all yeah, the artwork so. for the podcast. Okay, <laughs> yeah. you do everything. That means I can splice a penis on somebody <laughs> in a video. <laughs> we all know you have that sort of ability. <laughs> it'd, be <laughs> like, it'd be like a stick-drawn penis. <laughs> It'd be for some reason it'd be red. It'd be like, why's it red? I couldn't figure out how to change the colors. <laughs> I can barely make a title screen on on Premiere. Okay. Okay. I want to ask you a serious question, and when I say what I'm about to ask you, I don't want you to think of something like nefarious you did. I want you to think of something stupid you did. What's the stupidest thing you ever did while you were at work? Like just randomly something I don't, I don't do dumb you did. Things. Something dumb you did at work that you were immediately. I fell like, out of my chair shit. one time. At like um, at your dentist practice? At my desk. Yeah. <laughs> fell out of my chair. What were you doing to fall out of your chair? Like I wanted to pick this pen up and it was like just out of reach. And I should have got my ass up and got the pen. But that laziness slash competitiveness in me was like, you're already this far. You can just stretch a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> And I was like reaching sideways and I almost had the pin. Next thing you know, I felt the chair going. And it's like that moment where you're like, God damn it. There's nothing I can do about it now. The chair didn't even fall like fast. So people were concerned. It was one of those like slowly falling over things. And then you just sit there for a minute going, huh? <laughs> so here I am. <laughs> was the pen like still out of your reach when you hit the ground? Oh too? no, I got it on the way down. So at least <laughs> I think I held it up like I had made a touchdown. <laughs>
<laughs> so you felt accomplished as you were going down, like well, I, was, I accomplished I was trying what to I was sell that. I was, I was trying to sell that, but I don't know if I really felt it. I have noticed that as I've gotten older, I've become way more like hardcore parkour when it comes to falling. Like I can make it look like I didn't mean to fall a lot better. You think so? <laughs> no, no. Like I found like ways I can pop up immediately, no matter like how badly no, I. Every time you do that, everyone knows. It's like it's like a cat. Cats are very agile, but you still know they fell. <laughs> I jumped down here. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> they land on, land on their side, and they're like, well, I could land it on my feet lay down. to. <laughs> they like, lay down real quick to make it look like they were trying to get down. Cats are, have very fragile egos. Yeah, cats definitely like, have a much... Uh, dogs have no problem being needy. No, not at all. A dog will let you know if they need some help. A cat will be like... <laughs> Um, you can go fuck yourself. Generally, fuck yourself. But uh, don't forget to leave my food out before you go do that. <laughs> you can basically um, go suck a dick, um, but make sure there's water in my dish. Like you can you guilt leave. your dog. Dogs feel guilty when you yell at them. Oh yeah, the cat yeah. just looks at you like quit raising your voice. <laughs> you don't want me to walk across this room. I swear to God, I'll walk right on your TV. Fucking spray on your TV or some shit. You don't want that. So. I asked you the stupidest thing you've ever done at work. I can't think of anything like this stupid that happened at work. I saw something this stupid happen at work one time that I'm about to talk I've about. I've seen some stupid shit other people have done. I worked at a Dairy Queen one time where I saw somebody drop like one of the... Uh, you threw ice like, on a customer. I did throw <laughs> ice on a customer, but that's not the stupidest thing I ever saw. You know those uh, the little squirt bottles of mustard that are sitting on the tables and stuff like that? Yeah. Well, you know what those get filled with, right? The huge fucking tubs of mustard. Like gallon size. Exactly. Yeah. The gallon size drums. Looks like, somebody, looks like wine in a box, but it's mustard. I saw somebody drop Ooh, I just one. I thought of a great prank. We can get one of those things of mustard and put it in a wine box. I saw somebody drop one of those down the steps. Like at Dairy Queen, there was like 20 steps you it's had to go accident. up. It's not, like a, uh, it's not stupidity. No, the stupidity was she was carrying like four of those uh, things. And we had all been told when we got trained, don't carry any more than two of those down the steps. For this specific reason, what as she's walking down the stairs. to store things up a steps? <laughs> um, that would be my boss, who was the former state senator, who decided that he was going to store all the that buns makes, and things like that upstairs. That makes complete sense, actually. Never mind. <laughs> he was in the government. That makes, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a guy who told me, like, he was like, um, sir, I would, I would really appreciate it if we ever got robbed, uh, if you could try to do your best to help to keep things safe here and to keep people safe. I said, listen, Doug. If some people break in, I'm going to help load hamburger meat in their car. Okay, That's what every other company in the world teaches you, too. Just give them whatever they want. Oh, yeah. He was, like, basically telling me I was going to try and be a hero. I said, one of two things is going to happen, Doug. Either I'm going to be hiding in the vat of ice cream um, when they come in with guns and attack everybody, or B, I'm going to be riding away from here with the money they stole now, from see, the store. see, my office is different. If you come in my office causing shit, I got, like, half the staff armed at this point. Yeah, but still, if they go in and start shooting people, I'm pretty sure you no, guys are like, like carrying. We're ready. <laughs> like one girl's a deputy's wife, so she's got a nice gun. I've got a nice gun. The other girl's hood, and she's got a gun. And I made the po- I'm chief of security at the office amongst my other titles. So I decided to empower these people to carry. <laughs> and my boss was down because he's Jewish and his parents lived through the, the uh, Holocaust, so he's all about the Second Amendment. So you come up in a dentist office causing trouble. Don't pick mine. We'll shoot the shit out of you. We got we practice. We got lines of, of fire. Like the front desk knows where they're supposed to go. <laughs> so they're not in our 
Not in our fire line. I'm imagining you being like on a Saturday, you show up and you're wearing like a fucking tactical vest. I, wore my, and I have shit a like tactical vest. Shut I up. Know you do. <laughs> I'm imagining I have my badge the- on, which was the badge from our movie. That <laughs> says security officer. But it's all fancy, so unless you actually read it, it looks like a badge. But I'm I wear imagining- it on a chain too, so I feel <laughs> I like I'm say. like what's that show with the show with the guy that played uh the rock guy on the Fantastic Four? Oh, uh, Michael Chiklis. Yeah, well, Kamish. No, no, not the, not the, commi- um, the exact opposite of the commission. <laughs> oh, damn it. I can't think of the they show. They were in Baltimore I mean, where it's hardcore. Yeah, but it was it was definitely one of like the most hardcore yeah, shows That's ever. how I come in because I usually shave my head before we have a security I'm going to imagine practice. you. Let me, let me, don't tell me about it. Let me imagine. I'm imagining you walk in in the tactical vest. You've got on the combat boots. You've got the badge on tucked the chain. In, pants tucked into exactly. the combat boots. And then you've got a, you've got a jacket over the vest. No jacket. No jacket. Okay. Cause I was thinking maybe there might be additional no, clips. I usually wear my sleeveless shirt. So the jet vest looks that more impressive. Like I'm just walking around looking like Roman Reigns. And then, <laughs> except I actually have a shirt under the vest because it's itchy. <laughs> I was going to make a Roman Reigns uh, statement, but I wasn't sure you'd pick it up so uh, but i'm imagining like you doing like a a, a a demonstration of a role like behind the desk or something like that i mean everybody skinny people do the role <laughs> i ain't rolling around the ground i'll hurt my shoulder oh my god okay and then you pop up from cover just like that trust me okay i play call of duty this is exactly what you do Dude, i'm always team leader I got one person on the back door. One per- I got two people in the front hallway. There's only one way back to the clinical area. Um, I'm legendary level. Okay, the front desk hasn't put it together. They're expendable yet. <laughs> They're the Robin of this partnership. Well, all right, when you're going down the hallway, the girl we've I have trained the girl who sits directly down the hallway that she needs to fucking move. Because <laughs> if I shoot the guy, because my desk is right where I can pop out and pop him, she'll be in the line of fire and she don't want to be there. Have you always noticed um, from all the criminal shows where there's any gunfire, people always want to like tip over a table? And <laughs> the table's going to do you zero good. <laughs> or people who want to hide behind a couch. I'm like, no, that's going to help. What sort of a couch do you have that'll stop a nine millimeter bullet? None. Okay. None. Unless the seats are made of Kevlar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not going to help. It's like cars. Like car Tony- door. <laughs> you any good. You got to get behind the motor of that motherfucker. Tony Stark probably has Kevlar seats in his couch just in case this situation pops off. Yeah, but he's Iron Man. <laughs> but that guy from your dental office isn't going to hide behind the couch your boss got from rooms to go and be able to avoid no, a bullet going through it. No, no normal couch is going to work. Laying down your seat in the car and hoping that the car doors that are magically hollow aluminum or something can stop bullets is also quite comical. Um, I think that um, laying down inside your car would obviously stop any bullets. I've watched many, many different heroes yes. and villains. Just lay down in the seat. I know. I want to hide behind this glass door. <laughs> Idiots. People who anyway, we, I trained my front desk to get out of the line of fire so I can have a good chance of shooting somebody that's not fucking it up for me. <laughs> I'm just imagining you being like, okay, I'm going to go prone right here, guys. <laughs> I've, I'm going to weasel I've, my I might, way I might or may not have a riot shield at work from the closet, just in case. <laughs> and it's not really a riot shield. It's like a colander. No, it's a real one. I got it from ADPD. Someone from the Atlanta Police Department brought you I a riot connects. shield. So you have connections in a gang. You have connections in the police department. I got connections in every direction I can make them. I don't want to talk about how you have these connections. Sometimes the police need information they can't get on their own. And I know what to give away that doesn't hurt anybody that's important. Sometimes people need to learn. 
and they fuck it up, making the game business go. Who do you think they want to tell? They can't want their own tell. Sometimes people have to be managed. I, I don't even know where to start. There's a middleman. There has to be a middleman, and you can't be fully involved on either side. The police and the gangs need to communicate, and they need middlemen. Sometimes it's the news. Sometimes news reporters act in this role. But we have shitty news reporters. <laughs> They're I, worried about dog shows and stupid shit. All the shit that Robin hated in How, How, How I Met Your Mother is like what they get excited about down here on the TV. I mean, nothing. I mean, things happen here, but they're like, eh, let's not cover the violence. Let, let, let's cover the dog show. That'd be, that'd be better. That'd be better. Well, let's go back to the original thing I asked before we got way off into you playing Call of Duty at your dental practice. No, um, Call of Duty is way boring compared to this. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to do a tactical roll, okay? Everybody on three, roll from the desk into the hallway. All right, everybody practice. Remember, when I say die, motherfucker, that's when you hit the ground. (laughs) Die, motherfucker! Die, motherfuckers! No, Sarah, you don't roll until the fucker. It's die, (laughs) motherfucker. Roll on fucker. You're going to give it all away! (sighs) Sarah, you're dead again. Sarah, go to the front, okay? You're part of the front desk crew now. I got a lot of hood people in my office. They're actually pretty good. Okay, the reason I asked about, like, what's the stupidest thing you saw done at work um, is because I found a story about a guy who got trapped inside of an ATM. Now, I want you to imagine. <laughs> I want you to imagine. You go, you go ahead and give me your wallet, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you're, in the, you're one of those people. I need to, this is a service I'm providing you. I'm taking your wallet to teach you a lesson. So imagine you go to the ATM, you put your card in just like normal. I don't want your credit cards. I'm sure you have bad credit when you do this stupid. <laughs> you go to an ATM. Um, everything's fine. You walk up. You put your credit card in. You're trying to get your money out. And then suddenly you hear a little voice coming from inside of it going, Help me. <laughs> Help. I'm trapped inside Y'all the Dobie's ATM. Y'all up in this motherfucker. A little Dobie money guy himself stuck in the ATM. A little free elf motherfucker. Get your little free elf out of there. So apparently people started walking up. Uh, customers are walking up, pulling out money like every once in a while just to pull out cash. And the contractor figured out, hey, I don't have my cell phone with me, but I do have slips how of paper. Get, how? Hold on. Let's back up a little bit. <laughs> We're getting there. How do you get into the ATM in the first place? So the dude goes out. It's a simple standard ATM repair job where there was a faulty lock. Where they take the money out of the ATM, the lock was faulty, and it wasn't locking correctly. They could still lock it, but it wasn't like locking the way it should. I wish I knew that. <laughs> so, so it's in Corpus Christi, probably underwater right now. But <clears throat> they go in and send in a uh, an ATM repair technician. Okay, He goes in. Everything's going to be fine. He climbs inside the ATM machine to go inside and fix the uh, lock. And somehow the door on this big-ass heavy ATM closes. And well, now, how, what kind of ATM is big enough for somebody to be inside of it? I, maybe he was a what horse jockey. Was this like an ATM <laughs> made from the '60s, where there's like an <laughs> access booth in the back where you can change the vacuum tubes? What there's the a fuck? there's a dude named Bertram in there who's counting out the signals. Used to be to a guy. Yeah, I was just say it's an old fashioned ATM where there used to be a guy there counting. What kind of? I mean, every ATM I'm seeing around here. It's like the size of <laughs> half the size of a Coke machine, and I couldn't imagine anybody fitting in a Coke machine. So. He walks into the little vault, starts working, and the door closes behind him. Okay? I guess the lock worked better than he thought. <laughs> well, the doors are so fucking heavy on these things that like he couldn't get it open. So suddenly he realizes, holy shit, I left my cell phone sitting on the, the uh, uh, what do you call it, the dash of my truck. 
I have no way to get out of this fucking, this machine. It, it, there's nothing I can do. So as he's sitting there, he starts hearing like the machines start working and shit and like start dispensing money to people. So he takes receipts or the receipt paper and he had a pen on him. Didn't have a cell phone, but he had a pen on him <laughs> and he writes a note. One of the notes on here, he actually put one out that said, please help. I'm stuck in here and I don't have my cell phone. Please call my boss. Here's his number. <laughs> <laughs> Quit fucking with me. No, sir, I really got this message. I'm not, this is not a joke. Who is this? Did Ted put you on to this? Tell him to quit dicking around and get back to work. I ain't paying him to make practical jokes. You get that lock fixed over in Corpus Christi? Um, I think he's trapped inside the ATM. Put Ted on the phone. Put Ted, Ted, this, stop this fucking around. Funny. Ted, stop I know fucking you're listening. <laughs> no, he's, he's literally trapped inside the ATM right now. No, he's not. Okay. I'm not falling for this again. What if Ted was the kind of guy who's always playing practical jokes and his boss really didn't like listen to him? And six weeks later, they find Ted dead inside the fucking ATM machine because yeah. his boss was like, no, I'm not paying attention to this. Ripped off the boy who, who, who cried wolf story. That's exactly what I'm saying. You plagiarist. <laughs> yes. I'm the plagiarist, okay? I'm not the one superimposing penises on the internet, okay? Dude, I don't know how to superimpose any penises. Okay. Trust me, sure. there'd be a whole bunch of pictures of people with penises on their forehead if I did. <laughs> there'd be no hold bar, no penis bar. So, a Corpus Christi police officer says, um, most folks who walk up and saw the notes figured that this is some sort of a prank. Like, they start getting notes out of the ATM that says, I'm trapped inside here. They hear a little voice going, I imagine people looking around looking for the camera. Exactly. Where's like, Tosh.0? I know he's here somewhere. Help, I'm trapped inside you're the not ATM. Get, you're not tricking me, Daniel Tosh. <laughs> Fuck you, Daniel Tosh. Okay? I'm not falling for this. And they walk away with their $20, not realizing there's some dude inside there urinating all over the money because he can't get out of the ATM machine. Well, he's got to be urinating all of a sudden. Like, you ain't never had to hold it before? Goddamn. You couldn't pee in the corner? You got to pee right on the money? That was rude. I would pee on the money if people weren't fucking getting me out of this thing. Well, I'd pee right on the money. You're kind of an asshole. Well, wouldn't you be if you were trapped inside of an ATM? If you're literally telling people, hey, I'm inside the ATM. Help me get out of the ATM. No, I'd, I'd take a nap. We just talked about how this ATM is probably really tight and cramped in there. Not if you can fit your big ass in there. He already had to pee on the money. There's obviously not enough Dude, room. You peed on the money. He did not. No, Ted peed on the money. Let's just be honest, okay? Mm. So, anyway, the cop, the cop says, "Hey, um, people are walking up and like they're all thinking this has got to be a joke. There's got to be some sort of a way." that somebody is trying to trick me or something like that. Eventually somebody has the good heart to actually call the contractor supervisor and they're unable to get into it, into the room from any other way. Police had to kick the door in to the ATM. They had to like pull the door off of this ATM. This lot did not need fixing is my point. This is a whole fucking problem. I'm wondering if he was trying to steal the ATM machine. Like this was his last day and he was like, nah, uh, dude. I don't, that, that, sounds, that doesn't add up. Why would you be stuck in it? <laughs> you're trying to Maybe he's trying to get the money out of it. I don't think he would have got stuck either way. I don't think it would have been that hard. I think he was probably <laughs> trying to fix something. The only reason you'd be climbing in the back. How do you get stuck in an ATM machine? I don't even know how you fit in one. I need pictures. I need a diagram. <laughs> There's no pictures. I wish I could show you pictures. Um, but according to the police officers, uh, the whole thing was a once in a lifetime situation that you'll probably <coughs> never, ever hear about again. He said, this is the first and only time I've ever heard of any contractor ever getting stuck inside of an ATM. And my first thought is, 
This guy was trying to steal the money. There's no way around it. This guy was not going out here to repair <laughs> this thing. That, that makes it worse. Like, he was even dumber. Like if I could steal the money without getting trapped in the ATM. Do you really think you could? Do you really think you could get inside of an ATM? I don't think I could get inside of an ATM, but I think I could steal it. I'd wrap a chain around it and drive off with it. Like every other criminal does when they steal one from a gas station. With your Toyota this Corolla? New. With your Corolla? No, I use it. Why would I use my own car that's registered to me? That would be stupid on top of it being a Corolla. <laughs> Use your car. <laughs> hey, buddy. Fuck you. Don't be sure. I need to pick up some love for my lawn. I need to borrow your SUV. No, you're going to steal an ATM. No, no, no. And two hours later. I'm going to go get some peat moss. <laughs> two hours later, I got a phone call from Kenny because he was smart enough to bring his cell phone into the ATM. He goes, come get me out of this goddamn ATM. Shane, I'm trapped inside the ATM. It turns out it's a lot easier to get trapped in these ATMs than I thought. Shane, I'm trapped in the ATM, and your car has a chain wrapped around it. God damn it, Kenny, why is my car got a chain wrapped around the ATM? They took me hostage. <laughs> they told me if I didn't help them, they were going to kill you. Remember those people from Corpus Christi That's, you got trapped? Now I know you're lying, because you would have totally let them kill me instead of getting caught. Damn. <laughs> Kenny, no one's going to believe you. This is this is all bullcrap, okay? Let's be honest. See, what happened was, <laughs> I was sent back in time. <laughs> To stop a tragedy from happening. You have to believe me. The only way I could stop this tragedy was borrowing your car. Uh, is that why you're naked? Yeah. Not because it was hot. My clothes aren't stuffed over there in the corner where I peed or anything. I wasn't an asshole like you and peed on the money or anything like that. Shane Smith told me to, though. That's who you really should rest. He told me if I didn't do this, he was going to hurt me. Kenny, why do your clothes look suspiciously puffy and there's no money in this ATM? No reason. Let's just go. I'm bloated. <laughs> Your clothes are bloated? <laughs> Everything's bloated. It's horrible. I have a disease. <laughs> That's why you can't search me. I'm very sensitive. This reminds me of the South Park episode where Cartman ate all the fake trash or all the fake treasure and ended up like shitting it out at the end of the episode. Ugh. You ever seen that one where they go oh, into a cave? I don't want to see that one. <laughs> they go into a cave and Cartman's like, he finds this like treasure. It's supposed to be like this dead man's alley sort of thing. And That's like, atrocious. Yeah. Well, he can't find a way to get the treasure out. So he decides he's going to eat it. Ugh. And at one point they get trapped in the cave because um, Senator Al Gore decides he has to flood the cave to kill Man Bear Pig. <laughs> oh, man. I, yes, I have seen Man Bear Pig. And then at the end of the episode, all the boys get rescued, and Cartman's like, I can't run. You have to help me. You have to save me, Cal. <laughs> and at the end of the episode, he ends up shitting out all the treasure. This is what I imagine is going to happen. Your naked ass is going to walk out of the ATM machine. <laughs> Start pooping money. <laughs> and you're going to go to put your pants on, and money's going to go flying out of the legs of the pants, because you'll be like, oh, shit, I was embarrassed about being naked. I forgot Jesus. there was money in them. Jesus is making money for people. Was <laughs> without a doubt. The worst episode ever. Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. So I feel like we can probably go for a little bit longer and get some more shit recorded. Shane, get the fuck out. No, no, we need to get some more shit recorded. Get the fuck out. It's time to record some more stuff. Out.
for us. It was about us against the system. That system that kills the human spirit. We stand for something. To those dead souls inching along the freeways in their metal coffins, we show them that the human spirit is still alive.